he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy that you're here. Yes, so come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay guys, so we actually were not planning on releasing an episode this week. I, Jackie, am on vacation, but we had such an amazing interview with Sean Booth a few weeks ago and it was really long and really juicy. So we're like, fuck it. Let's just make it a whole entire episode. We've never done this before. Mm -hmm. We've never released an interview as a full episode, but this one's worth it. He also recently, after we recorded this, came out with some pretty big news and he kind of hints at it when yeah. we talk to him and talk to him about his podcast and his life. He's like, well, big announcement coming soon. And we kind of press him a little bit. Um, so I think that's really interesting to hear now knowing that he had a big announcement. And we could say what the announcement is because this is going to be coming out July 27th. Yeah. So you guys will already know this, but he's expecting. He's going to be a dad. Very excited for him. But yeah, let's get on with the show. Without further ado, here is our interview with Sean Booth. All right, guys, we have Sean Booth here. You know him from Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette. Sean, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. We are so excited. And now you have your podcast in the booth, which we've covered. Amazing name. How, who came thank up you. with the name? Um, that was surprisingly me. It just kind of hit. I, I don't know what made me do it, but it just felt like it was uh, had a good ring to it. I love it. It's yeah. so good. Well, we'll talk about your podcast in a little bit, but we want to go back to the beginning of your journey, your yeah. televised journey. What I'm so fascinated about is the Snapchat that you sent. You watched Chris Souls's at least the episode with Caitlin getting sent home. You sent a Snapchat to someone that said, don't worry, Caitlin, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Did you know Caitlin was the bachelorette at that moment? Because there was also the voting that happened later on. So what was your mindset? And were you already cast? What was the situation here? Yeah, I did not know Caitlin was going to be the bachelorette. Um, I was watching the season with my sister here in Nashville. And I believe I was going through the casting process. I can't remember now. It's been so long since I thought about this. Um but there was something that I just connected with her. I don't know what it was. And then I sent that Snapchat with a heart around it. And yeah, I mean, the rest of this history is pretty crazy how it worked out. But I didn't know she was going to be the Bachelorette, no. How did you feel about the Caitlyn Britt twist? That was um, wild because we didn't know who was going to be the Bachelorette. And then we had found out like hours before we were heading to the mansion. So then we're in the man, we're in the limo, and then we pull up. We didn't know how it was gonna um, be laid out. We didn't know if they're both gonna be standing there. We had no clue. They just said there's gonna be a big twist, and then we rolled up, and then Caitlin was on the left, and then Britt was on the right. And they're like, "All right, good luck." But they announced it on live TV. So were you guys? Well, we didn't in the hotel. That's when we found out was right before on live TV. But we didn't have access to our phones or anything. Right. So did you know there was going to be two bachelorettes at all? Yeah. Like when I hopped on the plane flying to LA, thought there was going to be one bachelorette. Gave them the phone, went to the hotel room, saw on Jimmy Kimmel that there's going to be two whenever they announced it. Mm -hmm. And then the next day is when we went to the mansion. If Britt had won, would you have left? 
Um, I don't know if they aired it, but I told Britt that I was there for Caitlin. So it was like kind of a big deal. And I sat her down on the couch and just said, Hey, just want to let you know that I came here for Caitlin. So, um, I'd imagine if Britt had won, I would have also been out of there night one. Hold to Brady. Yeah. Brady. Um, he's a good guy. He's here in Nashville too. I remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, a weird situation. And like looking back at it, it was like, ooh, that's that's kind of messed up by ABC to pin up two girls against each other. Like that would never fly now, I don't feel like. Well, yeah, no, we say we want it to happen with the guys though. Yeah, that'd be cool. For the whole season, though. Yeah. For the whole season, how'd that work? Didn't they have two bachelorettes a couple of years ago? Is that Just, what happened? Yeah, they did, yeah. Just for that. What was the format like? chaotic it was a nightmare they actually we've heard rumors that they're like we'll never do it again because it was so hard yeah like hometown dates and stuff it was just so many more people to worry about it was just a lot but speaking of bachelorettes and bachelor seasons were you ever asked to be the bachelor after you guys split no No. i'm shocked by that actually no i'm not were you ever asked to go on paradise um no. I'm like, you're hesitating. Yeah, what was the um for? <laughs> no, no. Listen, they, I wouldn't play ball with them. They know that. You, it takes a certain person to be the bachelor, the bachelorette. I think when I went through it, it was um, it was very difficult. But then also, uh, I'm trying to word this correctly here. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't do a lot of things that they would want me to do, probably. There's a lot of twisting and turning, and you have to do this, you have to go through that. And I think I kind of woke up to it towards the end of the season, if that makes any sense. Totally. No, we say that the lead has to be malleable. And there are guys that are willing to be produced and set up for scenes. And there are guys that are like, no, I don't want to do that. And you just you seem yeah. like that you would maybe put up a fight and they don't want to deal with that. You touched on this, though, on in the booth. You detailed a group date where they really messed with your emotions. They wasn't it like you were supposed to get a special moment with Caitlin and then they give it to someone else can we've covered it on the show love that you're spilling this kind of tea is there can you give us any other moment where you felt set up because I think your edit was really you got like the jealous edit but what viewers don't see is what's happening behind the scenes to maybe cause that reaction yeah I mean that that edit definitely shifted um after Caitlin kind of leaked that snapchat by mistake um, they told us they were going to make it look like it wasn't me anymore, which was kind of, you know, that was tough, but I mean, it's a business. Yeah. There's multiple things that happen like that. And it probably happens with a lot of people. One of the edits that I remember, if you want to talk about like the jealousy thing is, is the two on one date with Joe and JJ and Obviously, both guys go out. We're all buddies. All the guys are in the house. We're in Ireland. And there was probably about 10 of us left there. So we're all taking bets like, who do you think is coming back? I was buddies with Joe. I gave Joe my jacket to wear on the date, his blue jacket. Mm-hmm. And nine guys said JJ was coming back. I was the only guy that said Joe's coming back. So they sit us down in the room. We're on the couch, and Joe walks through the door. So I'm like, Let's go, like pumped up, like yeah. told you guys, Joe sits on the couch next to me. I put my arm around him. He's wearing my jacket and 
they're like, hey, Sean, let me check out your mic pack. Your mic's not working. I was like, okay, cool. Walk out of the room, come back. Five minutes later, hey, Sean, your mic's still not working. We can't hear you. So they, I walk out of the room again. When this show aired, it showed Joe walking in the room, and then it showed oh. him saying Caitlin's name, and then me just sitting there, and then me walking out of the room as if I was, I couldn't Mad even- Mad about the date. I couldn't even handle him talking about her. <laughs> so things like that, I'm like, crazy. I love this stuff. I live for this stuff, because like, oh, that makes so much, that's fucking awesome, though. That's brilliant produ producing. I mean, I'm sorry oh, it happened to you, but that's no, genius. They're the best of the best. I've got like multiple things that happen to me like that, where I'm just like, hey, that's pretty good. Does it suck <laughs> being that person? Yeah. But like, you know, when years pass and you look back at it, if you can just tell yourself, and if I told myself going into it, like, hey, this is strictly a business for ABC, they are making tens of millions of dollars, I'd have a completely different view, different outlook on it. Um, instead of being like, hey, these producers are actually my friends and oh I can pour my heart out to them or 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 I can trust them because I'm like a very loyal person um so that is something I would tell myself going back into it and so now like when you say would you have been asked to be the bachelor I'm like no I never would have because it was very tough at the end and I think I was kind of over it and over the producing and and lost all faith and trust and after this show and everything that aired everything that happened it was it was so messed up that, you know, I don't think I would be able to go back and pretend and to try to do things that they'd want me to do. You mentioned um, a little bit about the Snapchat that was leaked that kind of spoiled your guys' season. What yeah. was that moment like for you guys? Like what was yeah. going through your mind? That was um, some people think that that was done on purpose and that I can assure you that was 1000% a mistake. It was it was terrible because we were on our happy couples retreat or whatever. Every couple of weeks, we got flown out under different names and uh, we'd get dropped off by different cars at different hours in like a house up in the hills, completely secluded, fenced in, trees all around the property. And we obviously loved being able to do that because we we're going through this. We we're engaged. We couldn't see each other. So flew across the country, got there. And we're just laying in bed and we had the whole weekend ahead of us. And Caitlin was Snapchatting one of the producers, just like, check it out. We're having a good time because I had the same producer that she did in her season. And then I get out of bed and I pick up my phone and it's just like notifications, a million messages. I go on Twitter and I see my face laying in bed like shirtless like just trending from like minutes ago and she's just like sitting on her phone and i'm like babe i really fucked up i'm like freaking out sorry for swearing um and she's like what'd you do i'm like i don't know but pictures of me and you are all over the internet right now i thought i was the one that did it um because i had my phone out as well and she's like, you put it on your Snapchat story or something. And so I'm looking through my Snapchat and it's not on my story. I go to hers. I'm like, it's on your story. And she's like, holy shit. And so she, you know, deletes it, but already had like thousands of screenshots. Um, she put it on her story 
instead of sending it to the person that you're supposed to send it to. So I was like over the bed, like about to throw up. Just, oh it was terrifying. So then all the producers called immediately. They were filming in Bachelor in Paradise. The executive producer called her, like screaming at her, telling her how bad she messed up, how she was probably going to get sued, like $5 million. Then they just like, Oh my God. Hey, we're bringing a car to pick up Sean. We're bringing a car to pick you up. They drove me overnight, five or six hours to Las Vegas because they didn't want me to be seen in LA at the airport. They wanted me to fly out of Vegas. They flew her out of LA, came up with this whole big plot afterwards to try and like make it look like we weren't together. And it was like a picture from a different time. Well, that's what people were saying. Like, couldn't it have been from your fantasy suite? Like, why couldn't they have spun it to be that? It could have just been an old photo. Yeah. I mean, my beard was pretty uh, thick, too. It was longer than it was on the show. Okay. So, but, hey, I was like, you got the whole, not the whole world, but you got a lot of people talking about the Bachelorette on Friday night. So I think it did pretty damn good. And uh yeah, they still had some of the highest ratings the show's ever had. Yeah, I think it only helped. So you're talking about the plan that they made, and you talked about earlier how they had to change the edit to make it seem like it wasn't you. So does that mean like the show was done and maybe your edit was different, but after the spoiler comes out, they have to go back into the editing booth and make some tweaks to throw people off? Well, the the I don't think they're done with the entire show. I think it goes week by week. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, the, the executive producer did say, we're going to make it look like it's not Sean now. Sorry. Like we have to. Like the whole time when they met with us and the first couple of weeks, because that Snapchat went out pretty early on in the season. I think like maybe episode four or five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was something that was frustrating because they're like, oh, it's going to be such a good love story. And um, I was naive to think it would look like that. And there were so many good moments that we had. And, and we were really upset that they didn't show a lot of them. But again, I understand why it can't just look like, um, you know, a clear cut winner. And um, yeah, so they did mention that, that they would definitely be changing things around a little bit. Did you feel upset by that or just kind of like accepted that that's the name of the game at this point? Yeah, I think now I can easily accept that that's the name of the game, like I said, mm -hmm. but going through it and never been through it and you're going through this whole thing in front of the country and it's all over TV and social media and people are just judging you and I'm like, you guys don't even know the truth of what's happened. You don't know what went on behind scenes. Um, that was definitely difficult for sure. Um, but now that I've, you know, grown past that and been able to look at it through a different lens, um, I get it. I mean, I get it. Yeah. At what point after you and Caitlin like left the show engaged, did things start to take a turn and, and not be like a happy relationship? I don't even know. I, I couldn't pinpoint like, I don't know. I think it was just something that kind of um, was always tough. I think any couple that comes out of that show is going to have a tough time with their relationship. It is not a normal thing. You are having to relive um, for months and months her and other relationships. And that's the show. And I mean, 
I challenge anybody to try and go through that and not have a hard time. It's, it's very difficult because you're in love and you're engaged. And then you have spent the next 12, 13 weeks going through the show. So, you know, you got to deal with all the interviews and everything. You can't talk to anybody about it. So nobody knows that you're with her and they want to say things to you. And it's just, uh, it's a crazy, crazy experience. Do you feel like bachelor couples stay together longer than they should for financial benefits? Um, I think now, probably. I do think, and I don't know if it's just financial benefits, but I do know the, that there's a lot of pressure with the relationship, so it could be hard. Mm -hmm. And um, I know we felt a lot of pressure, and it was a difficult situation. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't speak for any other couple, but I do know that at least in today's day and age with social media, mm -hmm. that was something that I noticed because I feel like previous to us, there weren't many couples that stayed together, right? It was a, a handful. And I feel like social media started taking off after our season. And then I noticed there were so many more couples that were staying together. I'm like, mm -hmm. something, something's here shifted. Right. And I, and I, don't know if it's necessarily the show or the format, but I think that people might use or go on that show now for that type of, you know, pop in their social media and some money. Yeah. Well, it's more lucrative for couples though, too. So there, there is more of an incentive to stay together. When you say it's lucrative, I think it's, um, yeah, it, it all depends, right? We definitely got deals together, which were great. Um, but I think the lead in a female is always going to get a lot more. Um, so that was definitely something where I was like, I need to focus on my career. And that's always why I never wanted to stay in that world because I knew it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And um, so I always was, you know, trying to, to do my own thing and, and create something that I could have for longevity. Right. Because the social media stuff does burn out. And I feel like people don't necessarily grasp that at the moment they kind yeah. of assume it's going to be their career forever and yeah and i think it was also in a time where social media was like the wild wild west mm. when we got out like that's when it first started to get pretty big and you had brands throwing all types of money at you which was awesome but i think it's definitely um a world now where there's you know it's kind of even itself out i guess there's a lot more people on social media brands probably don't pay as much as they used to it's different now when was the last time you talked to caitlin um i had mentioned on my podcast i sent her a text, a text. yeah yeah i sent her a text a couple months ago and so do uh, you feel at peace now after that text because we we listened and yeah. and covered that story that it did get picked up in the media do you feel after that that conversation at peace with her or is it still no i mean because we didn't really uh i sent her a text at, I, I think somebody told me recently that she shared the text on some type of podcast that i sent with her that i sent to her um she did or did we read it or no i don't know i don't, I don't remember. remember specifics yeah maybe somebody, yeah yeah um i sent her a text just you know kindly asking her to stop i guess um talking so much about our past like personal things in our relationship and mm -hmm. um you know because uh, I always get pinged by the TMZs and the people and us weeklies every few months being like hey do you want to comment on what Caitlin said 
in her podcast or said on this. And so I've just never responded. So I just asked her if she could stop. And I was also like, well, I'm contradicting myself because I'm talking about it now on my podcast. Um, but I just sent her a message. She sent me one back. And then that was kind of it. So um was it like a positive message back like a okay yeah I will I'll stop thanks <laughs> or well, how, um, how did it go yeah no it was it was positive I guess it was positive yeah it was okay positive. Wait, speaking of text messages because we listen we're, we're in the booth fans we need to ask you about you talked about how Caitlin accidentally sent a text message to you that was meant for someone else yeah. But then you move on and you don't go into detail and that may be purposeful and that's fine, yeah. but we need, we can't not ask, yeah. how did you know it was meant for someone else? If you're not willing to share what specifically was said, if you could give any type of detail on how you knew it wasn't meant for you. Um, yeah, cause I, I know a hundred percent because I said, uh, I mentioned something about Jason and she sent me a message back that she thought she was sending to Jason but she sent it to me how do you know it was supposed to be be to Jason did she say like Jason like how <laughs> I knew it's oh, uh, God. It was very it was very clear she was trying to have a conversation with him about that and coming up with something in regards to that okay like it could have been um oh my God he's asking me about you what do I say send to you Asking me about you, comma, Jason, comma, what do I say? <laughs> and then that's like 100% accurate. Like that that was not meant for me. That was meant for someone else. Uh, I will say it was 100% accurate. It was meant for Jason. Okay. We'll and, leave it at that. You guys can ask her. And I'm sure, you know, she talks about everything that's happened in a relationship, but she hasn't mentioned anything about that. I know she's been asked about it, which is... Um, the text, the text heard around the world. What, and you're saying it was, wasn't meant for you. And we went into on our podcast, like everyone's had that moment. We've, we all have had embarrassing moments mm -hmm. where you all people, like when you're like, Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Fucking nightmare. And we <laughs> talked about on our podcast, like, um, what is the worst side? What is the worst situation to be in the person sending the text message or the person receiving the text message in this situation? While your side is pretty bad. I'm sure on her end, she was like, what the fuck? Like, I just totally fucked up. Did you respond? Did you call her out and say like, hey, I knew, like, I know, or yeah. did you just? Oh yeah, no, I responded. Yeah, that's when I got into, you know, saying that that was the last time I'd spoke to her or saw her. Like, just like, hey, uh, done, done. Like, this is, uh, yeah, because then that's when I put two and two together that she was with Jason. So I'm like, I'm out of here. Okay. Yeah. And that's another thing where it's like, you know, people, I think it's always tough to judge someone if you don't know what's going on, right? If you don't know what's going on with the situation, you could have one side of the story for years. You have somebody saying everything and, and somebody that doesn't say anything at all. And then you want to just assume things. Um, what was really tough about that was that that message was sent. I knew she had a relationship with him behind closed doors. They're trying to figure it out how to make it public and um, it was directly after our breakup. So I knew that was going on. And then like a month or two later, I got um, some pictures taken of me with another female put out to the tabloids, whatever. I was at some event, had some girls she came back to Nashville and um, people went on their podcast talking about how they couldn't believe I moved on so fast. And she had something to do with that and making, you know, I can't believe he would do that or 
he's moving on so fast and all this. And I'm like, you guys have no idea. Right. And that's before she was public with Jason. Yeah. So it's like, that was all going on behind closed doors. And then I get uh, kind of crucified for being with another girl and everybody's just completely sending me all types of hate. And um, some people were kind of fueling that fire. And I was like, that's pretty messed up. Some people. Some people. Okay. Was Jason like a topic before you guys broke up? Um, no. Okay. No. Um, Nick was. We haven't touched on the other guy yet. <laughs> well, so just to make everyone comfortable in the room, I fucking hate him. I actually um <laughs> he's said some not nice things that I felt were directed at us, actually. What'd you, um, you say about him? What did I say about him? No, I didn't say anything about well, no, we fucking talk about nice. we talk about him all the time. He, but... he called us a um a fan a micro podcast, podcast well, a, a fan, fan podcast, podcast that interviews washed up reality stars i guess that's me right yeah right no <laughs> we've interviewed some of like the biggest people in bachelor nation we've called him out anyways yeah. we don't like him and your edit at least showed that you didn't like him yeah how much of that was real um i think a good amount of that was real for sure but that wasn't everything that was going on and there were definitely conversations that weren't shown between us and definitely there was a lot of you know we were civil for the most part and uh we are we were all buddies there yeah that's one of those things too where I, I look back at and I don't know if I wish I handled a little bit differently and I actually got into this in the conversation I was having recently um I don't know if I would have changed much at all because things that worked out it's like i ended up with caitlin that's what i wanted and i learned a lot from it um i was under the impression that one thing was happening when watching back it wasn't necessarily maybe the way that i was told or the way that i thought it was going you know i i thought that nobody there liked him that's what i was being told that i heard guys talking about him and I don't ever want to blame stuff on producers, but when you are sitting there in a world for 12 weeks and you can't use your phone, you can't go on the TV, you can't go on the internet, all you can talk to are producers. It's like, yeah, it starts wearing on you. So if they're like, man, nobody likes this guy. I thought I was kind of like, you know, the guy that was sticking up for everybody in the house, the mm -hmm. guy that was, you know, they said nobody in the last season liked him at all. Everybody hated him. And this is what he did. And this is what he did to... Andy and this is what he did to Caitlin behind, like all this stuff and I'm just like well all right well you know screw this guy I, I'm I'm the one that's gonna end up with Caitlin I kind of want to stand up for everybody and um this is my girl and so that's where that kind of stemmed from and then she would say things to me that he had said um so yeah it was it was definitely real it's not like we're but it was probably a little overboard is what I would say like watching back and then talking to everybody after and be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Sean Booth. How much of like the extent of his relationship with Caitlin did you know when you guys got engaged or how much of that was a surprise when you watched it back? You're saying the relationship they had before the show or during the show? Or just like during the show. Yeah. Like, well, no, before you know, obviously too. Like, and before too, but I'm just, you know, like you're all, you're not seeing the moments when they're on their yeah. dates or like the kind of connection they have. And you're only hearing like the way Caitlin's explaining it to you, you know? Yeah, exactly. That was, that was tough for sure. I didn't realize 
Um, yeah, I didn't realize everything that was going on in that relationship. So that was hard for sure. And she obviously wasn't going to tell me everything, which I get. Um, watching back, I didn't watch back much. She didn't want me to. And she would get the episodes from ABC like a, a week prior to airing. So then she would like FaceTime me and she would just like show me our parts, you know? Uh, so then interesting. So I'd be like, all right, don't look. And I'm like, yeah. okay. It's terrible. Like, oh my god, that would um, give me so much anxiety. I could never do this show. Yeah. Um, a big storyline was that Caitlin and Nick knew each other prior and had some sort of relationship right. on the show. It was very much like we exchanged a few text messages, and that's yeah. kind of what the story we were served. But yeah. after you guys broke up, she went on Nick's podcast. Did you listen and did you know of the how detailed their relationship really was no i didn't listen and, and i didn't um but i did hear about everything and it was definitely um yeah she definitely didn't tell me a lot of that stuff so that's where it was tough because i knew that there was things that she was um not being truthful about with a lot of things and then that was also another reason why it was so kind of not easy to move on but there were so many things i'm just like this is, you know, this is a good thing that we're not together because um, things that just kept on popping up after we broke up where I was like, oh, yikes. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's, uh, this is a good thing that we're both moving on because I didn't know about that or she definitely didn't tell me that or she definitely said something different than what was the reality of the situation, mm-hmm. which is tough, but it's also, it's, uh, it's eye opening, you know, and I don't want to talk negative about her at all. Um, it's just, you know, it's like I said in my podcast, when I got that text message and everything, it was like ripping off the Band-Aid because breakups are so hard to go through. And the next hardest thing about a breakup is then seeing that person that you were with with somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, boom, boom, breakup. She's already with somebody else. OK, let's just all get it over with together um yeah and then I kind of just remove myself from the situation you bring up your podcast we want to talk about it How, what made you decide to get into the podcast space it's something I've been toying with for a year or so and I enjoy doing podcasts um I love having conversations with different types of people doing a podcast is challenging which I like it takes me away from the gym and um yeah kind of just an hour or so a week where I just get to sit down and and have meaningful conversations and have fun conversations I'm loving it so far it's doing awesome and I'm kind of glad I just pulled the trigger on that I love it and your name I mean we I said this up top but like your name in the booth booth camp it's just a pun lover's dream so I very much appreciate you utilizing that that gift. I didn't realize there was other in the booths podcast. I went to search for mine like the first day it came out, and I'm like, oh shoot, there's a bunch of other in the booths. Is that like a lap? Yeah, but like they don't have the name. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sorry guys. This is my name. Yeah, I take it over. I didn't is that like allowed? Because I actually I was looking for the link to the podcast yesterday and I Googled it and someone else's came up, and I'm like, Yeah, we should not allow you to take a name just like Instagram, you know. Yeah, I know, right? But I guess it's in the booth with Sean Booth, so it's not oh. good. So, so then yeah. technicality and yours is better, so that's fine. Um, who's your dream guest on the podcast? Like, what can we expect to see? 
Um, dream guests. There are, so I have different types of guests from all backgrounds and careers. Like I've had Sean Johnson, the Olympian, Walker Hayes, um, Carmen Morgan, my business partner. We just started last month, so we only had a few guests. Um, dream guests. Man, that's tough. We'd love to have Theo Vaughn on there. Um, comedian. Okay. I, like <laughs> I was like, is that a sports person? She's all batch. We can come on. I, I'm a badass mom and an entrepreneur. I well, you your list of people of like in your description of the yeah. podcast. You yeah. said badass mom and entrepreneur and that's you. Business people. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's three. So if you off. if you need people, we'll come on. Yeah, for sure. If we just can't talk about the Bachelor, though, that's fair. You talk about Bachelor sometimes. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll sprinkle in Bachelor topics, of course, but I yes. don't want I don't want it to be a Bachelor podcast. But it is. It's like a life podcast, and a big part of my life, and a lot of the reasons why people listen is because they know me from that show. So I'm not afraid to talk about some of my experiences. Um, but I'm also like, man, that happened in 2015. It's crazy to think about how fast time goes, you know? Yeah, but like such a small percentage of people get to know what it's like to be on the show. So there's such an interest in that. Like you saying yeah. that, like how they made you get up and walk out because your mic wasn't working. And all of that was strategically planned before they even knew you were going to be the final guy, knew anything like that stuff blows my mind. Yeah, it was a while ago, but it's most people don't get to experience it so oh yeah and i get that i get the fascination with it and i do enjoy talking about it and people always ask so many questions and it's cool <laughs> to, to tell people kind of some of the behind the scenes things like that is just like a minor thing too that happened like there's so many more things like that which is wild so i get that i just don't watch the show and i haven't watched this show since um so i couldn't tell you i couldn't even name who the last few bachelor or bachelorettes are all i know is, is that what everybody says is that the show is not as good as it once was not since we had sean booth on our screens no it yeah. it's really not it's, it's gone downhill like significantly right because i think it's social media that people people are not genuine you're yeah. saying i mean if i look at the season with our guys like i think and of course, I'm going to be very biased, but we had the best group of guys on that show. And it was a bunch of guys who went there to actually like try and fall in love, have fun, make some friends. And social media was not a thing like me, Ben Higgins, Chris Stramberg, um, Nick was on there. Jared. Um, Jared was one of my closest friends from that show. Love Jared. Uh, Tanner, everybody. Like it was, um, it was a, a different time i feel like and now it really was yeah now it's like hey if you want to get a bunch of followers and brand deals then head to the bachelorette i feel like you're you're hesitant over there i feel like you don't believe that me yeah no i told i totally believe it i think it's gone downhill i i agree that social media is part of it i do think that people are just wising up to production though like we don't I don't want to see manu manufactured drama. I'm sure they yeah, can get enough yeah. real drama. Like you and Nick yeah. in a room going head to head organically is probably more interesting than them hyping you up or like lying to you about something to get you to think something. Just like let the drama unfold as opposed to kind of forcing it. And there's been a lot of stuff lately in the past seasons where there'll be 
a ridiculous amount of time focused on silly drama, like yeah. a girl stealing someone's shrimp. Like that literally was like a full episode and they fought over shrimp Yeah. on a previous season. I'm like, I don't care. Just move on and do something else. I just feel like they're out of touch with what we want to see versus yeah. what they're showing us. Or just, yeah. And the storylines that they have to come up with now, right? It's like they yeah. Every single storyline. Right. Um, it's the same thing. It's so repetitive too. And I think audiences are just like, like Stephanie's saying too smart for that. Well, even on days. your season though, Nick coming back. Yeah. And then Justin Katie Thurston, you probably don't know who I'm talking about, but in a previous, a recent bachelorette season, a former guy from a previous season shows up four weeks in. It literally was the exact same thing yeah. that happened on that season. And I feel like they're like, how do we replicate some of the stuff helped us so yeah. they're trying to do it again right and what about with chris harrison being gone that's gotta mm -hmm. be different alon gale's yeah. gone that's a good thing oh why For no particular reason i would just say that's probably a good thing oh because he maybe produced a lot of stuff with you yeah i mean yeah you're the first person that we've heard say bad things about him everyone he was like yeah, the because, loving. I'm a, because i'm one of the only ones who's going to be real about it because i don't live in that bachelor world and everybody will try and stay in that bachelor world and everybody tries to sit if you go behind doors and talk to people about all this stuff they'll tell you a whole different thing but when they get in front of a camera when they do interviews when they want to stay on good terms with that show they'll be like oh yeah everything's great this person's awesome it's kind of it's sad i think there's a lot of fake people would you ever do any sort of reality tv again I've been asked to do some stuff or at least like interview for some stuff, anything competition or physical related, I'd be possibly down for. Like but, the show Special Forces, perhaps? Yeah, that one's cool. <laughs> okay. Wait, yeah. so is that not, that's not confirmed, but there, your name is being thrown around. Special Forces, not confirmed, no. Okay. Well, Nick's also being thrown around though. I yeah. may have to watch it. If it's you and Nick again, I'm going to yeah. fucking tune in. Yeah, um, I will say that I am not going to be doing that because I just got a shoulder replacement. Oh, no. Oh, so wait, is that like then put the kibosh on that? That's that's kind of news because your name is being thrown around. So if you're yeah. you're really saying that that's not was it going to happen and now you got the shoulder replacement and now it's not happening. When is the season airing or filming? I don't even know. Honestly. I feel like you're like half lying to us. So I don't uh, <laughs> I don't watch the show. Who did it from? Um. Uh... Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown. Didn't she win too? Yeah. So, oh, it aired. The first season aired January. So I don't know when the second season's coming out. I don't think it's out there. I don't know. I have to okay. tune in. But you had shoulder. You're saying that you're not on it though. Did you have shoulder replacement because, because you filmed? It. Yeah. Maybe, maybe somebody just ripped my, maybe Nick ripped my <laughs> shoulder oh my out of my pocket. And it was like the wild, wildest fight ever on TV. Tune in. Tune yeah. in. Well, yeah. you could tell us when it'll air then. Do you know? I don't know. No. You guys should have Nick on your show then. You should no. Have, you should uh, watch it out. Jackie would do it. I don't want to. He gives me anxiety when he talks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If he invited I'm us on, I, on his show, we would have to go, I think. But his show does probably pretty good, right? His show does good. <laughs> I think. It seems <sighs> like it. What are your, what's your relationship with him today? I mean, we're fine. Like, again, that was in 2015. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of try and hash that after, shortly after the show. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, we've seen each other a handful of times. We've talked. Yeah, this was, I mean, we've seen each other at weddings and that kind of thing. So at special forces. Special forces. I feel like I feel like it was already filmed. That's oh, what I think. That's why I think you're yeah, and you guys are on good terms now because you filmed. No. Or we're on good terms because it's been eight years and I'm like But you it could be eight years and you could just be like, Yeah, I don't really care for that guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna like call him to come hang out <laughs> with me. Okay. But I think it was there's also like you know, a part where it's like we both kind of went through that together. I mean, no matter how much we hate each other, we were both kind of pinned up against one another and half the people hated me, half the people hated you. It's pretty damn funny. But yeah, but like you were saying, after hearing more about Caitlin and him and their relationship and stuff I didn't know about, I'm like, yeah, like that sucks. Yeah. You know, it felt kind of stupid, but. Well, back to your podcast real quick. Would you ever have, would you ever ask Caitlin or Nick to come on? That would be ratings gold. It'd be so good. Yeah, but I think that that's where they'd probably think I'd have them on just for ratings. And I don't want to do that. Would you go on hers? Yeah, I'd go on hers, but I would want to at least have a conversation with her prior to that. You know, I wouldn't want to just hop on the show. And I don't know. I don't know if I would, honestly. I don't know. That's a good question. Marketing brain is just like, guys. Oh, yeah. Obviously, for marketing reasons, but I wouldn't want that to be the reason, you know? Totally. And she would probably think that, or I would think that, and then it would kind of defeat the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to, to actually talk with her and sit down in a room about that stuff, which will happen. It could be an interesting conversation. It wouldn't just be like a clickbaity marketing thing. I think you guys, I don't know. Well, do you know, have like, some closure? past bachelor people i don't know how familiar you are with people but michael stagliano do you know who that is um that sounds very familiar he's old school uh he was on jillian harris's season and he did bachelor pad he won one of the seasons of bachelor pad and he had a like really horrible falling out with his fiance and i interviewed both of them and then i was like and i became friends with both of them and i'm like do you guys want to like come together. And then we hosted on our Patreon an episode of me mediating with them and they got like closure and talked. And it was like healing for everyone, the fans and for them to kind of like bury the hatchet all this time after all this time. So I don't think it just has to be like, like you're saying, Jackie clickbait. I think it could be just, just like interesting and productive and, and like a growth thing to sh- I don't know I, th- I think it's sometimes interesting to explore relationships like that yeah of people who were together or not I don't know. yeah no. maybe do it on our patreon <laughs> we can, we can <laughs> yeah we're it. open if you if you yeah. do decide and you're like I need a portal where do I do it yeah we'll call, call me you guys. yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. you have two perfectly good podcasts but yeah we'll go to someone else's <laughs> and give it to them on a silver platter yeah, yeah manifesting be, yeah. that into the those, world those ratings would be very high I know that so we'll give you a small cut It'll be worth it. Yeah, thank you. Give me one one ad spend or ad money on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's interesting. I'm sure something like that would happen eventually down the road. I'll Who be knows? waiting. Okay. Who knows? I haven't talked to her. Okay. Can you tell us about life today? You have the podcast. You have Booth Camp. Are you dating? It's another good question. You're gonna have to tune into in the booth to find that out. Oh, oh I thought you were gonna say I was like, special forces. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you were gonna say 
Yeah. Yeah. I've dated like everybody always asks too. Like I've, uh, I've been very private about my dating life since the show. And I talk a lot about it on my next episode, I believe. But I think going through that process and, and being in a situation where our relationship was put up on this stage and everybody was watching, it kind of scarred me a little bit where I wanted to like take a step back and really focus on uh, the relationship and not have to worry about outside opinions and, and putting pressure on something like that. So I've dated uh, a bunch, all different types of girls and um, just haven't really done anything publicly with any of those relationships. Yet until this in the booth episode. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, not- yeah, you were private, but now you're going to be public about what your status is. Um, no, I'm just, you know, a little more open and honest to talking about some things that are going on in my life and happening. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. where can our listeners find you? Where is your booth camp? Like plug everything so they can keep up with you. Yeah. Um, social, social media, just search Sean booth in the booth, come work out with us in Nashville, Tennessee. We've got more locations popping up soon. Oh, hold up. One time, so we have a segment called Bachelor Encounters where people submit stories of meeting bachelor people and they just submit their stories. And it's like, it's funny, it's fun. And someone said they met you at one of your workout events and that she felt your abs through your shirt and that you had washboard abs. Is that true? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I figured she'd have, whoever that was that submitted that story, I figured you'd appreciate me telling Sean now, come full circle. Yeah, that's felt your, felt your abs yeah. and that you were very nice and that she loved working out with you. So that's great. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm pretty nice. I think you are, too. This has been such think, a great conversation. I think it's weird when um, because I never really got used to or not used to. I just never thought that what I did was a big deal. You know, when people watch you on TV and they want to kind of treat you differently or look at you differently. I'm like, I didn't do anything besides go on a show and I got in a relationship with a woman. I understand it's a big thing, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, it's really not that. Yeah. Well, that's a better way to be than some people coming off the show with egos. I've seen a lot of that. And that kind of, you know, was another reason where I'm like, I'm kind of out of this world. Yeah. Wasn't a uh, fulfilling world like laying in bed at night, not like, man, that bachelor nation is like really good for my heart and soul. Oh, you know, I I understand. I I don't think I would be able to handle it either. But you, hey, you make uh, a business out of it. That's great. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. It's fun. I mean, we like talking about the show in general, recapping the show, but also getting to interview people and people have liked our approach because we're coming from a fan perspective, but we also really actually are invested in what we're asking. So it's not like a, I guess, like a news reporter who's kind of just asking these questions that are kind of empty. Yeah. um, Are you guys in relationships? I'm married. Stephanie's married. I'm single, but yeah. Would you go on the show? No, no. No. Well, I would go for the sake of our podcast, but um, no. After after hearing what people have been through and our interviews with some other contestants, no, I don't think I have the mental health capacity to do it, honestly. I don't have the mental health capacity to do it at all. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be able to deal with like, and especially now when it's happening in real time and Twitter and like every last thing you do is getting ripped apart. I, you didn't have Twitter or no, you had Twitter. Yeah. But was it like that? Yeah. I mean, it was, there was a lot of, I think like Caitlin was the first bachelor nation person to hit a million followers. Like I remember when I got off the Mm -hmm. show, after the final episode, I had like four or 500,000 followers. And that was like huge. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so social media was starting to trend up for sure. But yeah, I think it's different for you guys because you guys kind of know everything that goes on or most of it. And you've had these in-depth conversations. But for somebody like me, you just kind of walk in clueless, just being like, all right, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. That's kind of probably the best route to go, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. To just not go naive on the show. No, yeah. Or no, yeah. going in blind, naive. Yeah, going right? in oh. blind. Because also, too, when, you know, people want to judge me or, you know, say, yeah, he was like really jealous and all this. Okay, sure. That's fine. That's fair. Um, but I kind of put my heart out there and I gave my all and I like was open and honest, something I'm not really, um, or I'm, usually don't get too vulnerable. And I did that on the show, which I'm proud of. It's like, yeah, you're jealous, but yeah. Okay. Who's not jealous. If you're in love with somebody, that's a, a normal reaction. So if you're going to be in love with somebody, you have to sit in the house and watch every other guy here, make out with her, every other guy go on a date with her. And you know that you're going to be engaged her at the end of this. It's like, that's a tough thing to go through. So I'm, I'm glad I went through it. I learned so much from it. Um, at the end of the day, I love the experience. And I think it's like made me such a, a stronger person. So long answer short, you should do it if you get out. Yeah, Jackie. Oh, no. no, they're going to be like <laughs> digging up old, sh- like well, you said this on the podcast. I know. She's just here. I, we've yeah. talked about this. I'm like night one. She's going to be like the scandal. She's going to be the drama. Like you're going to be there yeah, in your cocktail I'm going to be there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, this girl has a podcast about yeah. The Bachelor. Yeah. And Half then- the people would know it. They'd be like, wait. That girl talks about the show. We can't have her on. Yeah, go in the house, create some drama. Then you get some TV time. Yeah, but I I feel like they try to get me sent home night one. I'd be the night one drama. And they'd be like, this girl's here for the wrong reasons. And then I would leave. But instead of a dress, you wear like a She's All Batch sweatshirt. Just so we can get some like promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as long as you're not like the super drunk person night one. And I remember like my whole family, my dad, everybody's like, just don't be that an idiot night one who gets too drunk and gets sent home mm-hmm. uh, but we had i am positive we had the drunkest guy ever on that show on night one which is ryan mcdill oh yeah remember him he was in the pool to speedo he like slapped caitlin on the ass he was getting in fights oh, with like he was so drunk he was great um but he was like hiding behind the bush and People were rolling up in the limo and this one kid rolled up in like some fancy car. And as soon as he's getting out to see the girls, he gets out of the bush and starts making fun of them. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine being that guy who's super nervous. There's this kid from Canada. His name was Sean. And he's rolling up in a car and you're obviously freaking out. You're going into this weird world you've never been in. And as soon as he's about to talk to the girls, you got some drunk guy in the bushes being like, your car is stupid. Well, it was a carpool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> stupid. But like to have a drunk guy yelling at you as soon as you pull up to the house is, is pretty damn funny. And the impressive part about that was that was we filmed two nights to make it look like one night. I'm sure you probably know that because uh, we had two bachelorettes. So we got out of the limo probably around 8 or 9 p.m. 
filmed until about four or five in the morning, went back to our hotel. We had to give them our suits. They dry cleaned them that night, same exact outfit, made sure our hair and everything looked exactly the same. Put us back in the house from again, eight or nine till about five or six in the morning to make it look like one night. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that they did that. And we've covered this a good amount. We, I feel like I thought it was the opposite. And we've had people from, we've had Jared, Ben Zorn, Ben Higgins yeah. on our show. I, we've never asked that. I thought it was, it was one night and they cut it into two, but you're saying it was two nights and they cut it into two. Yeah. And I think it's because we had two bachelorettes, but it was a long, yeah, it was two nights. And then they made it look like one night. So that kid who was super drunk, he was hammered on night one. He actually had a chance to like redeem himself because (laughs) we were going back into the mansion the second night. And so a producer said that they saw him at the bar the next morning after the first night, like drinking still. And then I walked into the mansion that second night, which was still night one. And he looked at me, he's like, dude, I'm sorry, man. Like, I heard I was ridiculous last night. Um, I'm like, no, man, you're good. Like, whatever, no big deal. Then he turns to me and he's got a glass that's filled with fireball. And he just starts chugging it. He's like, got to keep it consistent, right? And then he just walked away. And the next time I saw him, he was jumping in the pool with a Speedo on. So he actually (laughs) could have redeemed himself. And like, if he just stayed sober the second night, they probably wouldn't have been able to show much because it wouldn't have been consistent with his first right i was i thought you were gonna say that they told him he had to get blackout drunk again to to keep the storyline he he did that on his own which is hilarious wait that's too funny what so did you get the first impression rose on the second night probably right yeah yes i believe so it was the second night no i don't know because like they probably didn't tell you it was caitlin until the second night no correct yeah i got the first impression rose on that second night yeah. Fascinating. Cool. I feel like we need like a part two at this point. I can I keep going. Um, yeah. We'll have to have part two on in the booth. How about that? All right. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Have your people talk to my people. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, Sean Booth. This has oh. been so awesome. Guys, go check out in the booth and all the things with Sean. All the things. That's right. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, Sean. Thank have you a good too. day. This is so good. You Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Full disclosure, Jackie and I forgot to record an outro before she left on her vacation. So I'm recording this one solo. Bear with me. But I'm going to need you to share this interview with The Bachelor fan. I mean, this was a really good one. Sean was so vulnerable and so open. And we felt this interview was worthy of standing alone. If you're new here, we normally, well, never just release an interview our interview is always part of a fuller episode. Also, this would have been um, a skipped week. So this is kind of like a bonus episode. So don't hate on us that this isn't a full episode, guys. We're coming back next week. Don't worry. If you're looking for some new content, we just dropped Alumni Bachelor Encounters on our Patreon channel, and it's exactly what it sounds like. We've rounded up a ton of Bachelor Encounters from alumni who have submitted stories, and it's really awesome. There's a story about Courtney Robertson detailing the time that Nick Vial invited her over for wine. Yes. 
Susie Evans goes into what happened when she left after the final rose. Clayton went out to dinner with producers. And what did she do? She has a bachelor encounter about that as well. Lots of good stuff here. We're getting really good feedback from you guys and you guys are really liking it. There's also a lot of random bachelor tea spilled. So if there's anyone to check out, I think it's this one. So patreon.com slash she's all batch and you'll get access to that as well as everything that we've ever released. So go check that out. What else? Make sure to follow me. She's all batch on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Follow Jackie, Jackie Maroney underscore. Check out our Facebook group. There's lots of fun convos going on in there. And since Jackie's not here, there's no one to tell me that it's it, that we're the we're at the end of the episode and there's nothing more to say. So I'm going to just have to play both roles here because we've never released an episode where we didn't ask this question. I'm pretty sure. Maybe we did. I don't know. But I f- it feels wrong not to ask, is that it? So I'm going to go play both roles right now. And is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches.